The Son of Neptune, Chapter 21, Frank. Frank hated ding-dongs. He hated snakes, and he hated his life. Not necessarily. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. I have never related to a character more than those opening sentences of the <laughs> chapters. That's fair. I like snakes sometimes. Ooh, no. No, I, I agree want- with you, Ava. I wanted one as a pet when I was little. What a wait. A Sorry. From, like burrow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Ava, on the you're afraid of so many things. Snakes are adorable. Snakes aren't one of them. No, they're adorable. You're afraid of whales? Only humpback whales. Helicopters? False. Heights? (laughs) True. But snakes? Yeah. No. I'm fine with snakes. (laughs) Most of them are pretty cute. They're adorable. Little ball pythons. I wanted one. I went to, fun fact, um, I went to, on the way to my my grandma... um, lives like way further up the coast than I do. Um, and driving to her house sometimes, um, we passed this thing called reptile land and I was little, I was like, please, please, I really want to go. And I eventually went and it was literally just like an aquarium or like a zoo of like all reptiles. And I was having a great time and now I'm by, I was a snake kid and now I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't know if that's a universal experience. I don't know if that's like part of being queer. I think for queer women it it really could be. I think it shouldn't be. All right. <laughs> I don't like reptiles. They're slimy. Um they they're cold-blooded. Um and they don't have bones in the same way that we have bones. Oh my god. In the same way. Now you discriminate. You said about a lot of different animals. I know, but but snakes, the way they move. One of my coworkers. I have a coworker who's really into snakes. Like one of the servers that I work with is she's really into snakes. She is asexual, so I guess I guess you you got it got me there. <laughs> um, but she made me watch a video of a snake farting. <laughs> I didn't know they could do that. That's funny. It like travels down their body. Ew. Oh, that's it was awful. I don't like that. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Never watch a snake eat something. Snakes can eat things larger than they are, but you can see it. I think that's pretty girl boss. I hate that. You think it's pretty girl boss? You do. It is pretty girl boss. Listen, they don't bite off more than they can chew because they can bite and chew most things. (laughs) I guess you're right. That is very girl boss. Yeah. The girl bo- bossification of snakes. <laughs> the girl smells our slithering. Neve, how are you this week? Great. After that combo. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I'm I'm all right. Do I have to update? <laughs> 
My dog slipped again on the floor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. This is the sagas of being home, guys. My dog slipping on the floor a lot. <laughs> and all of us, like, having to deal with the consequences because now he's so dramatic about going on the floor. <laughs> he only walk on rugs. <laughs> oh, um, I watched um, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. <sighs> and... I really liked Age of Ultron. I think I liked it more than the original Avengers. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Brayden's no, like, you can see Brayden's face right now. <laughs> Actually, if I said, I've never seen Brayden make before. Um, but. Whooped and gagged. Yeah. No. Um, partially because Wanda. And I love Scarlet Witch. I love, love, love Scarlet that's Witch. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Also because James Spader voiced Ultron, which was sick. After he watching, does, he does office. very well. Yeah, Neve, for reference, he's Robert California. <laughs> I knew that actually. That's, Thank you for the reminder, though. Of course. Um, so that was cool to see, and also like, I f- sequels are often less for my brain to process. I get that. I get you what know? you mean. And so, like, I didn't necessarily have to put in that much energy. I could kind of. To, to, like, the exposition of it all. I could kind of just, like, watch it and see. Um, but I still had some issues with it. Um, but not as many. Ant-Man, uh, listen, I love Paul Rudd. End of sentence. That's exactly <laughs> how everyone feels about Ant-Man. Yep. Yeah, that's how are you, Brandon? Um, I'm good. Uh, let's see. I started Succession. How is it? Uh, it's very good. Nice. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> it's very good. It's very interesting. Um, guys, I want to tell you my parents' review of Succession because everyone started watching it right before we left for the semester, and I was like, "Do I start watching Succession?" I wait. Um, I need to explain to our audience why everyone last semester was watching Succession at our school. And it was because one of the acting professors assigned a scene from Succession for her final, Mm -hmm. and their homework was they were all required to watch all three seasons of Succession. That's funny. (laughs) I didn't even know that. So everyone started watching that at the end of our semester. So I went home and was like, I guess... it would be. Um, I guess I have to watch this. And I asked my parents about it because they're normally big HBO people. Like, they'll watch whatever HBO puts on their screens. So I was <laughs> like, did you like it? And um, my dad's review was that once he watched two episodes and then fell asleep. And then he woke up and thought, I hope they all die. <laughs> this was like somewhere end of season two. And he was like, and then I decided to stop watching <laughs> Because I clearly didn't like these people, and it was clearly having a like it was an enjoyable watch. I was like, oh, but I think some people enjoy that out of their television. Like, I hope they all die. Energy, you know. I kind of like that. Like, no one is a good person. Yeah, but like, if I you can... like watching shows where no one's a good person. Apparently, it's a for you. Like, I can still root for some of them though. Like, even if I think they're not good people. It's so, it's just very interesting. 
it it the I just like a good family drama, like family, but also a, or a business drama is also great. I mean, I am the num like the only fan <laughs> of Dynasty. <laughs> you are you are actually the only consistent fan of Dynasty. Actually, apparently, so I I watched this YouTuber who does like uh like movie movie and television like media news and statistics and stuff and sh- and when dynasty came out the ratings for dynasty it is one of the top 10 shows globally on netflix but its ratings are very low in america it's like a big mm. international show like people in other countries really like dynasty but it it's not a big thing in america but That's i love hilarious. it Liz Gillies is just so good. I, I think love her. If I watched it's the, it. It's literally the funniest show. I, Ava, you would like it. It's the funniest show because it's a drama because it's it's a soap opera. But it's 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 awful. It's so bad. I love it. <laughs> they recast one of the main characters like five times. That's hilarious. I know. I love it. <laughs> The first season I think tries to be good and then it, but then they give up being good. So now it's just bad and I like it that way. <laughs> nice. Anyways, welcome back to Return to Camp Half Blood. <laughs> this week we will be discussing Son of Neptune, chapters 21 through 24, through the theme of pacifism. And we have some frank perspective this week. Not much. Not much of it. In the audiobook, I, I think in the audiobook, it times out to about maybe like 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Compared to like the hour and a half at least of the Percy and Hazel <laughs> chapter. Literally. Frank is just a peaceful little man. Kind of fighting up some inner stuff, but he just <laughs> He's got a lot going on inside. Yeah. Yeah. Projects an image of pacifism. I think ooh, <laughs> I that I'll I'm making a mental note of what I want to talk talk about later about Frank and his arc in this. Ooh. I'm gonna forget, but just say, Brayden, didn't you have a thing earlier you wanted to say? And <laughs> I'll remember it. Uh, in the meantime, Ava, are you prepared to summarize? Gee whiz, aren't I? <laughs> Gee whiz. Gee golly willikers. <laughs> oh, it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Try your best. Okay. They um, get, um, there's a snake and it's scary. And Frank is like, fuck. And his spear breaks. Um, maybe not then. D- couldn't tell you. And then um, he eventually gets into a shop, and it turns out it's run by Iris. Surprise! And she's like a fun, cool, hippie woman who like really, re- really granola. Um, and is like, "Ooh, you're probably Greek, aren't you?" But doesn't say it to Percy. Um, and then he's like, "And then she's like, oh, those are basilisks. Only you can fight them, Frank. So." you should go do it. And he goes outside and he does kind of, but then this like skeleton emerges and it helps. And it's Mars's. I like the, that you added some voice acting in for skeleton. And then 
a skeleton emerges. I didn't even notice I did that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was definitely like a non-chronological, but like I think you hit the points. Yeah, I agree. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, what songs? Guys, I think my song choice this week is inspired. Like I'm I hope it is because mine is shooting fish in a barrel. Like I it's had a hard is. time this week. No, I like. Okay, so my, I thought I started my thought process being like, "Well, I need to pick like a granola indie like artist for these chapters because you know." And as a former 2014 Tumblr like kid, I was I was ready, and I was like, mm, "I don't want to be basic." So I didn't want to go with someone like Mumford and Sons, but I'm going with Little Lion Man because what yes. a Frank song. Like what a Frank song. Oh my God. I was like, this is all coming together because it is a Renola weird, like, like one of those like mate, like millennial hipster artists, <laughs> you know? And I feel like that's really what Iris is serving to us in these chapters. And the the whole song of Little Lion Man is so like very much similar to Frank. Great song if you haven't listened. But we makes did it sense. in my high school acapella group. <laughs> Please, <laughs> it was like gin 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 like it was. Uh, I'm arranging. <laughs> Isn't that just acapella? So okay, so it goes gin 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 gin. <laughs> I just vividly remember that syllable. You know. Yeah. Um, I started off from the same place that you did. I was like, okay, uh, indie, hippie, granola, where am I going to go? I've done a lot of 70s new wave already. I don't think that fits, like, the themes of the yeah. these chapters. So, like, what's, like, some, like, queer indie, like, that kind of vibe? Um, and then I was like, Iris definitely listens to Girl in Red. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is a granola lesbian from the Berkshires. She goes to Smith College. She <laughs> went to my high school. I know, ex- like, I literally, there, I actually have a friend named Iris from high school. And this is exactly her. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, in the spirit of lesbians, uh, <laughs> I, I chose Serotonin by Girl in Red. Um, because I think the themes of serotonin apply to Frank because he's going through a lot (laughs) and he needs some serotonin. He's severely depressed boy. Yeah. Um, he's struggling. I think the song applies to, to Frank's situation. And I think the, the vibes, uh, fit the store that they're in. I agree. Um, well, I was a little silly this week. Um, and I did indeed go a little too literal um, for the sake of A, the bit, and B, ease. Um, I chose Rainbow by Casey Musgraves. Um, and oh, Avon knows that song. Hmm. Yeah, no, that it's really funny how I like know it. It's not <laughs> like it's my solo in my acapella group for college. Um, <laughs> that would be so stupid and ridiculous. Um, <laughs> It's so funny because Brayden typed that into the Zoom chat like bef- before I said it. <laughs> I know. I was like, I knew you were going to. 
it's funny typos on this are insane brain i'm sorry i was trying to type it before she finished saying it i know it says he must <laughs> Rainboy by Casey Musgrave. <laughs> it's like the kids' mom version. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel you though. I thought about also choosing that exact song. I also thought about choosing Rainbow by Kesha. Me too. <laughs> which is such a good song. It is. That is one of my favorite Rainbow Kesha's Rainbow album. One of my favorite albums. It's a good one. It's it is so very good. good. Kesha's music, new music, underrated. Yeah. We don't talk about it enough. Okay. All right. What were our favorite moments from these chapters? I liked um the oh my god, hello. The little bits where um where Iris like <sighs> cannot speak today where Iris kind of prevented herself from letting it slip out that she knew Percy was Greek um, where she was like, Oh, interesting. It was used in, it was used in Greece. Hmm. I think you're mm, never mind. Like just very much like that. And I just think she's funny. Um, I was it happy. To see big her. Chiron vibes. Mm. That's true. They're like, ah, this is something important that I should tell you, but I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought those were funny. These chapters weren't the most, like, action-fascinating for me, um, but I did enjoy them. But I think, I don't know, it's hard to pick a favorite moment because I don't, you know, I, I liked them. Like, that's kind of how I feel about these chapters. Like, good. They were, like, short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing about these chapters was I literally fought for hours like on and off like where do i know the word basilisk like i was like thinking for (laughs) (laughs) they do it in like an entire reference in the book to it too i know but it's a harry potter thing right that's why i know it yes okay it's like i i wasn't a harry potter kid i was forced to watch the movies last spring as you should my friend um, who I greatly appreciate that because now I understand culture. And I was literally on and off for hours. Like, damn it, I know that word from somewhere. <laughs> literally, like, like I would probably say like 20 minutes before we recorded this being like, it was in Harry Potter. <laughs> why I know it. So, yep, that was my favorite part of this chapter was just <laughs> thinking for hours, like, where do I know this thing from? <laughs> I liked that um, they had that reference in like they like Frank specifically says like oh I I thought a basilisk was and then describes a basilisk exactly from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets but I guess not <laughs> <laughs> feels like an at at J.K. Rowling and if there's mm. one thing we can appreciate it's an at at J.K. Rowling we love it at J.K. I Rowling. Um, I also, I, I liked Fleecy. Um, Me too. <laughs> well, well, Iris seemed like she is from where I, I grew up and uh, that kind of lesbian. Uh, Fleecy goes to our, our the college we go to now. Um, <laughs> but she also has that, like, um, middle school uh, pick-me girl, like, my eyes change color, but they actually oh. do. 
Please. The but, way. like, they actually do, so she's earned it. And I respect that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I liked her vibes. She was a little, little airheaded, but I like that in Friends. Nice. Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was so funny how, like, queer-coded Iris is, and she's the, the goddess of the rainbow. <laughs> Rick did a good job with that. I, I loved it. I loved, and as someone who's a gluten-free and a vegetarian, <laughs> uh, I felt like, a, I felt added and, like, rightfully so, you know? Yeah. I felt like I was being made fun of, but, like, I, like, was also joining in on the making fun of myself. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk about the theme of pacifism. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pacifism. Brandon, you had something to say about that. Oh, okay. This doesn't necessarily have to do with pacifism specifically. I guess it does. Okay. So, the, I think we're seeing in Frank's chapters how Frank is a very, very passive character in the way that he operates in these books. Because... Percy and Hazel both have very active things to do in their plots. Percy has to, like, he's on a traje- trajectory trajectory to, to um, defeat Polypides. Like, that's, like, it's, like, very clear that that's set up that, like, that's, like, a big bad for Percy because it's, like, oh, he's the, he's the anti-Neptune. And so, like, this is, like... It's in the text. It's very clear that that that's like his arc. Um, Hazel has like direct conflict with um, what's his name? I keep forgetting his name because it's not Enceladus. That was the last one, but it sounds similar. Yes, I know mm-hmm. who you're talking about. And it's not Asclepius. It's um, and it's not Aeschylus. That's what I always think of. Um. But anyways, Hazel, like, his plot is, like, defeating him and, like, trying to close the doors of death. Whereas Frank is kind of in this internal, personal struggle. Yeah. And it's, and I think that's why his chapters read very different, which is why in his last chapters, we have, have Capture the Flag, but it's a lot about, like, 
his conversation with Hazel and his conversation with his grandmother and his conversation with his dad. Um, and then in these chapters, it's literally like four chapters of him talking to Iris. And he, he has a fight, but in that fight, he like stabs his, his dragon tooth in the ground. And then there like, uh, his, his skeleton does the action. Yeah. Like, he does very little act action or active things, which is interesting. Also, like he in his conversation with Iris is, you know, Iris is trying to draw him into being more passive and being like, you don't need to do what these people say. It's passive, but not because it's taking a stand against what he wants you know, like doing what he wants, which isn't passive, like that is taking action, but doing what he wants would be not doing this. <laughs> which exactly. would be passive in the greater plot of the whole series. Um, and I found that whole section really interesting compared to what we saw Percy go through in the beginning of this book of like, you could just jump into the sea and forget and like act like this isn't happening or you could deal with it. And that's kind of the same thing that Frank is offered right now. Um, and it's like a recurring theme throughout the whole series. Like, you know, Percy went through it a couple times in the original series. And um, it's just a very interesting balance between pacifism and action. Because it is taking action to do what you would want. But the action is being pacifist in the greater dangers that are facing the things around like the world, you know? Yeah. I was actually I thinking explain that correctly, but it's a weird balance. <laughs> no, you did. I, I was thinking about that with Iris specifically, because I think that Rick really excels at describing how like she indulges in like that active pacifism. Um, <clears throat> it sort of in, conjunction with her personality and her image because it calls back to like all the pacifist movements of like both I guess American and world history um particularly kind of like the 70s and like the protests in like the 80s the protests against the Vietnam War like protests for peace it it, like like and the association between this like pacifism against because I know she talked multiple times about like how she refused to be constantly like used for labor by the other gods and like how she refused to be exploited. And for that, she had to actively decide to rebel against like those stronger forces. Um, And then making her follow that specific granola aesthetic that like kind of called back to those rebels historically was really smart because it echoed like this very realistic pacifism that I think a lot of readers have experienced either like in history class or like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty common knowledge, at least in American history that like people like that very much existed and left a significant footprint. Um, so I thought that callback was very smart and he wove that theme in so well with her personality. Yeah, it's yeah, she's drawn directly aesthetically to the hippie movement. And the hippie movement is is based on on moves for peace and ideas of pacifism. And I think there's such a complex conversation here in that what pacifism 
as nonviolence is possible, but pacifism as like not taking a side, not doing anything isn't really possible. I agree. Because like, even in this, like Iris claims to be a pacifist, but she still like defends herself against the giants and helps uh, Percy, Hazel and Frank. And so that by nature is taking a stance and putting active effort toward one side. And so while it's, it's peaceful, it's still like her act. Well, her actions actually aren't even peaceful because she evaporates people. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's just very interesting how like, she's like, I'm not taking a side, but, but she is because you can't really be a complete pacifist. And I think that's something that like movements like the hippie movement show where it's like peaceful protesting is still protesting. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. these movements that are based on uh, like sit-ins and peaceful protests often aren't free of violence. If you're not one, the one who instigates viol- violence, I still believe that you are uh, on the better hand. Oh, well, I don't know. There's a lot of complex ideas about uh, this and like the civil rights movement. That was the whole Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King peaceful protest versus um uh like active insurrection um there are pros and cons to both sides um but i think it's just these chapters are very much a reminder that that 100 on either side isn't an, a real option because if you're truly to sit something out where do you morally stand you know right i think that's what frank deals with yeah, I agree. And there's also kind of the fact that, like, Iris condones violence against monsters. And, like, even though they are monsters, like, that's still her being, like, please, like, go. Like, you know, like, shoo them away. But she does say, like, don't kill them. But, like, it's still, like, putting active effort towards a gesture that, like, removes and expels something from somewhere. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting, like, playing with the idea of, like, is true pacifism ever achievable? Which is a big question that we cannot answer on this personal podcast. Unfortunately, (laughs) no. But it it is a real real good question. I think it's such an interesting question to raise with Frank. Because Mm -hmm. he is the son of the war god. But he hates war. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's he's a... It's interesting to put a direct victim of war and Western warfare uh, as a uh, son of, of Mars here. Because, like, you see, like, he lost his mother to war. War tore his family apart. Yeah. And he doesn't really want to be a part of it. But he now has to learn firsthand why it is sometimes necessary yeah like when you when you're faced against an enemy that doesn't care like they're they're Mm -hmm. truly faced against like some like the giants are like true like true evil like that we we do experience like mortal characters who are on the side of gia who like 
how are more morally complex. But but the giants the, are not, yeah. The, the giants are not. They have less of a like it's a less of a complex uh it's more black and white than the gray of the the original Percy Jackson series. And so that's it's it's almost feels like he that Rick is doing something more akin to like global warming, you know? Because we know he has has the nuance to do like gray morality and he explores that in individual characters. But now we have a situation that's literally the the world is fighting back against the people who are destroying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's giving age of Ultron. Oh God. I'm sorry. I need to I need to watch the MCU. This is so crazy. I need to listen to my day. It, it was right there. Like that's what that movie's about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just think that's very interesting. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean these chapters are short. That's that's all I got. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I there's really like one conversation in there. Not much yeah. else happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we also get the cute little scene with with Frank and his mom, and she's like the mom of Bernier Directions. Yeah. And I just wanted to shout that out. So oh my god. I wish she was alive. And so does Frank. Sorry. This storyline is really so sad. I mean, they're all all of their storylines are sad, but he. It is really interesting because I feel like no. The intro, like no character, that I can remember has really like only faced an introspective battle, in these in this series, you know. So it's just very interesting to watch him. Go yeah. through that. Yeah, because like Hazel. And Percy have very like thematic active battles, but they're not like personal. Yeah. But like Hank Hank Frank <laughs> is is personal for the entire time. Yeah. Hank. <laughs> I don't know why I have such trouble with Frank's name. It's such a common name. It's also and- a noun and an adjective. What noun? Oh, like hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, what noun is Frank? <laughs> <laughs> Literally vegetarian. I, I was like, really, where did you pull that one out of? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Are we ready for sass moments? I am. Sure. Let me get my book. I'm trying, I feel like I have a couple. Okay. Like, these are pretty funny. Like, these chapters were pretty funny. They Uh, were. I just, like, I... I I found mine. Okay, go ahead. If anyone else is ready. Um, Are you okay, she asked. Percy turned in a circle looking for enemies. Iris told us you were out here battling the basilisks by yourself. And we were like... What? It came as fast as we could. What happened? I thought that was so funny because imagine Iris as she has been described in these chapters, just like waltzing back in 
Where's Frank? Oh, he's out there fighting the basilisks. <laughs> she just definitely told them way too common. They were like, what the hell? Yeah. That is such a good voice that you used for her, too. That was so correct. <laughs> like She definitely said it way too calm. And they were like, what? <laughs> Is anyone helping him? No. He's just out there. <laughs> He'll be back soon. Hmm. All right. Mine. My, mine ah, you can go. <laughs> mine is, I wish there was another way, she said. If you had some weasels, for instance, weasels are deadly to basilisks. Fresh out of weasels, Frank admitted. I just really like the word choice of admitted. I know. <laughs> As if this was a shameful thing to say. Fresh out of weasels. Like he, like he wasted them all. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, I gave some to you. You shouldn't have used them as quickly. Oh, yeah. Mine is in the beginning of chapter 24. Um, it's after Frank broke his spear. He says, when he lifted it out, the tip was gone, broken off in the dirt. Wonderful. Now he had a golden stick. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my other one I wanted to know is uh, Percy looked better, except he was carrying a tie-dyed man satchel from Raffle. Definitely not his style. <laughs> and I would like to respectfully disagree. That is his style. <laughs> I, I think tie-dye man satchel is exactly what Percy would carry around everything in. I agree. Oh, right. Oh, my God. Like, I I read that. I was like, I have I not seen fan art of Percy with tie-dye man satchel this entire time. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. Who are our offerings for this week? Mine is for Rick. Whoa. He... I really do think he did well. Brayden, who's yours? So I can decide between my two. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, I guess. Um, I guess Iris. I don't know. She was very nice. She was. She was. No, wait. Actually, actually, I take it back. I'm giving it to Percy because I, for the man satchel. I think he's rocking. I'm just going to call it a satchel because calling it a man satchel is stupid. Uh, But um, I like Percy with the satchel. I think it's a moment. I think he's serving. We are a pro Percy with satchel podcast. Satchel Percy only. Okay. Then I give my tires. Cool. I love how Frank didn't get me. <laughs> he has time. Iris doesn't have time. That's true. Yeah. I'm pretty secure in that decision, I think. All right. Who are we voting off? JK Rowling. I was literally about to say JK <laughs> I've been thinking about it the whole time. Oh, wait, That's I was about so to say funny. JK Rowling. I I second Ava. Nice. Works for me. (laughs) (laughs) This feels appropriate. I'm going to jump on it too. Period. Because fuck her. (laughs) Yeah. 
she didn't describe basilisks correctly, and she also did a whole bunch of other bad things. But in the terms of this episode, so true. Alrighty, folks, that's all for this week. Join us next week where we will be discussing chapters 25 to 28 through the theme of dreams. Oh, I'm going to do this accent, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem, though? You're so to camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good night. Have a good night. Have a good night.